So happy new year. We are so excited to be here to be talking about the latest Hallmark uh, programming <laughs> and uh, we're the Hallmark News podcast and uh, we are here to do our review of Midnight Kiss and to talk about the Winterfest movies. This is everybody loves previews so this should be very fun. And I'm Rachel and I'm joined by one of my favorite people in the whole world, joined by the amazing Greg McBride. I paid him <laughs> to say that. I did. I admit it. That was my Christmas gift. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg is here and we get double the fun because Emma from the Hallmark is here. Yay. Hey. <laughs> I didn't get as good as an intro as Greg did, but I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody uh, gets the intro that Greg gets. Sorry. Well, I will say that Emma complimented my sweater right away. So Emma is number one in my book. That's yeah. my oh, guest you. intro for Emma. If you're not thank watching you so on YouTube, you're missing out on some really good sweater action from Greg. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh. Watch the kiss. Oh, my dears are kissing. Don't worry. <laughs> So, so did you guys have a good Christmas, a holiday season? Uh, did you have, have a fun time? I had an amazing Christmas, and I'll tell everyone why, because uh, we did a little Hallmarkies uh, Secret Santa, and I got none other than Rachel, which oh I was God. so excited when I got you. That was fun. <laughs> Greg is the best at, at Secret Santas that there could possibly be. I... Uh, I put on my wish list this, uh, just kind of as a pipe dream, this uh, artwork from this animated film, this very obscure little animated film that I loved this year called Sergeant Stubby. And he got it for me and I opened it and I literally like started to cry because I was, oh, oh. I was so, <laughs> I loved, I loved it. You nailed it. You did a great job. Oh, that's great. I was that's happy so to sweet. do it. Yeah, it it was. It, it, I have it right in my uh, right in my uh, main sort of kitchen dining area. I have my uh, have it right there because it's so sweet. But it, yeah, it was a big success. Emma, you were able to participate in in the uh, Secret Santa, right? Well, I was going to, and then I was like, oh no, I have to give out my address, so oh. I didn't do it. <laughs> Maybe next, maybe next year I'll like not be so scared of everything. So that's that'll be my New Year's resolution <laughs> to like not be so private and secretive. Yeah, that makes that. That, I can understand that. Uh, so did you have a nice Christmas though? It was a nice Christmas. It was really different because my toddler had the stomach a stomach bug. <laughs> I made oh, this really no. nice like elaborate meal for me for Christmas Eve. It was. Um, Chrissy Teigen's mac and cheese, which is, oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> and then um, I made sausage bread. And then of course we had broccoli. And the second we sat down to eat, my toddler said, no way, no way for like a minute. And then she threw up everywhere. So oh, <laughs> it was oh, a different no. Christmas, but it was really nice because we just got to hang out the three of us, uh, my yeah. husband and Well, my hey, toddler. at least it, it was memorable. It was a very memorable Christmas. <laughs> I got, I have a similar story to your toddler, naturally. Um, there was one Christmas that me and some friends went to go see the stage version of High School Musical. So it was us and oh a gosh. billion kids. 
And literally on Christmas Eve, I woke up, you know, my favorite day of the year that, you know, the two days of, of hardcore Christmas. And I did not feel well. I couldn't even drink my coffee. And for anyone that knows me knows that is a bad sign. And I literally was probably doing what your toddler did for the next 24 to 48 hours. I was miserable. However, there was a, a good, good thing is it was the first time I went into the new year not having to get rid of five pounds. So oh there was gosh. part of me that was tempted <laughs> to breathe into the, a plastic bag while I still had germs and just kind of Ziploc it and save it for, you know, it was the, another time when oh I ate French fries. <laughs> but uh, I didn't. Anyway, so your toddler and I, we're like this. <laughs> it's like the uh, Devil Wears Prada diet. You know? That's right, exactly. <laughs> One more stomach flu till I reach my ideal weight. <laughs> That's right. Although I'm sure, I'm sure Emma is just perfect. Is she, or, or Emma's uh, toddler, is, is everything better now, Emma? Well, now that she has a cold. <laughs> oh, okay. She's like, next. <laughs> that's the only thing yeah. that's, that's slightly better about the, if you get a stomach flu versus other flu, is, is that they're usually like severe but swift. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. like one day, two days, whereas like you get a virus, uh, bronchitis, it can last for a month, two months. Right be the worst and uh but yeah those it's it's the worst when you're just like praying for death you're just like so <laughs> sick <laughs> oh man poor thing anyway happy new year everyone yeah happy new year <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh uh, well i had a really nice uh christmas it's kind of funny because uh there was you know so much for me to cover in the first three weeks of December over Thanksgiving, all of that. Uh, and, and yeah, and then the actual week of Christmas, there really wasn't a whole lot. Uh, it's kind of a, a funny thing that most of the, <laughs> most of the shows and other things uh, are, are pretty much done um, uh, by the actual week of Christmas. I guess there's the one calls the heart movie, but yeah, I was just proud of myself for making it through. <laughs> yeah, you you rock. You do so well. I can't imagine doing as much as you do. Like, uh, oh my gosh, content. your Instagram videos were like <laughs> marathon sessions, Rachel. It was like, is is she taking a break in between these? Like, there would be days where you'd be reviewing what, like five or six movies yeah. at once. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, because if, if people I'll put a link if people want to follow me on my personal count on Instagram, but I do mini reviews of everything I watch on uh, my Insta story. And sometimes I would let it build up, but there were days on Saturdays that I would watch like six movies. I would just boom, boom, boom. I love it. I always tease Rachel oh, wow. because her Instagram videos are a little like Blair Witch Project. It's like, <laughs> but I love it because she'll, she'll give you the little encapsulated review and then she'll even show you the poster if there is one. It's really fun. You, yeah. you definitely should follow her on Instagram. She's great. And, and I have you have a, to watch her live stories that expire in 24 hours. Yeah. And you might even see her open a gift from me, which I did get to see that time and I couldn't comment on it. But yeah. boy, that was fun. That was, that was so fun. And yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I, you could tell that I really liked Christmas Perfection because I watched that movie after having watched like four duds in a row. And I was like, these non-Hallmark movies are terrible. I don't know why I'm wasting my time with this. And then I put on Christmas Perfection and I was like, Whoa! <laughs> 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 like forget other Christmas movies. 
this one just ruled them all. But uh, uh, I don't know. It was a really fun experience. I mean, I'm a completionist in things, and I think it's really interesting when you see when you see things in their totality that you because it forces you to to watch things that you wouldn't normally watch, like something. Like, you know, here I was watching Santa Jaws and I actually <laughs> thought it was fun <laughs> and uh, other things like that. I like that. I like kind of being forced out of my comfort zone, but also I just think there's something really interesting about, uh, I don't know, seeing 15 movies about the girl who goes home to the town <laughs> from the city and you're like, I, I, I feel like I could write a PhD thesis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, well you know you learn early in screenwriting that most stories have been told and especially romantic comedies right we know where it's going yeah but the thing is how do you make that journey interesting and it, is. and it can be done in an interesting way even though we've seen the story a million times or whatever it is you know it's it's that comfort food that we love right which brings us back to hallmark all the time yeah mm -hmm. yeah it is it's, it's really interesting because you're like why did this one work and this one not work and they have the same ingredients and you have to yeah. kind of think about it and think about what happened and so it's really to me it's really interesting but anyway so it was it was an eventful december for me <laughs> and i really enjoyed it and uh and so we just have one more that's officially countdown to Christmas. We're going to cover, and then we're going to do our Winterfest preview, which I look forward to very much. But we had a midnight kiss, so they had a New Year's Eve movie, uh, sort of a rarity uh, that they had. Uh, they've done a couple others that they had a Wind Calls the Heart movie that was New Year's themed. Last year they had Royal New Year's, uh, and The Birthday Wish was actually a sort of the new year's movie it has a brief new year's scene and there's actually a new year's scene in one winter weekend which we'll talk about the sequel coming out so they've had a few little new years but it's definitely a little bit different and uh so this stars uh carlos penavega and adelaide kane and uh and this little summary is to prepare lisa and Patterson and her family of party planners are given the biggest job in their company's history, a New Year's Eve party for tech entrepreneur Megan Clark. But when her brother breaks his leg and her parents head off on a planned vacation, Lisa must reluctantly enlist the help of her brother's visiting college buddy, David Campos, to help her to pull off the event, which just so happens to fall on her favorite day of the year, New Year's Eve. But what Lisa didn't plan on was falling in love in the process. <laughs> it was a big surprise. It yeah. really was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and this must have been the, it felt like the 50th movie I've seen this year with people planning parties. That was a big theme for Hallmark this year. I bet it was like the 75th movie you've seen of people <laughs> yeah. planning parties. <laughs> it feels like it. I'm like, I'm surprised they didn't work that into Santa Jaws. Well, it's just the theme <laughs> of this Christmas. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Emma, what was your overall thoughts about this film? Okay. I wrote down, it was a movie. That is honestly <laughs> what I got. And I know that I... I, I don't mean that in a mean way. I, it wasn't bad and it wasn't great. It was just a movie to me and I didn't take much away from it. Uh -huh. So that's what I've got. So for you weren't you. violently offended. No, Wait, I wasn't what? offended at all, but I wasn't <laughs> like, woo, yeah. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did you think, Greg? Well, to quote uh, Emma's toddler, what, what was the, no way, no way. <laughs> um, 
I probably <laughs> liked it a little bit less than Emma. I I appreciated what it was trying to do, and I found the lead actress quite lovely. But um, you know, there it had some problems for me from the beginning, and uh, I don't feel like it quite recovered by the end. Uh, so I thought it was serviceable. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, it uh, I thought that I, I'm kind of joking online that I think Carlos Pinavega's back must be hurting from carrying the movie because to me his <laughs> charisma and charm was the reason why I liked it. I guess he he was. I think this is probably the best he's ever been. Um, I think it actually was probably smart to do a movie without his wife. Uh, as odd as that might sound for Randy Comedy, I think, <laughs> I don't know, there's just something about it. I felt like it kind of helped him to sort of shine a little bit and maybe because she's just so charismatic and uh, maybe he takes sort of a little bit of a back seat. And here I felt like he was the star of this movie, which is unusual for a Hallmark movie. Like usually the the, the female is sort of the, the, the standout and you can kind of interchange your, your leading men <laughs> with any leading man I feel like but he I felt like was the star and so it, it wasn't my favorite but I didn't hate it <laughs> yeah that's where yeah. I'm at <laughs> um it was kind of boring it wasn't the main thing it was just like what is going on but what was your you said you have problems right from the beginning that couldn't quite overcome what what was that for you Greg well I felt like there was a lot of exposition at the beginning. Like there were mm -hmm. some really heavy scenes right off the bat where, you know, she's standing around with her parents and we're getting the history of, you know, their company. And um, I felt like we needed to meet uh, the lead male sooner. Mm -hmm. um, I can see that. I, you know, we, we met him very briefly and then he really didn't crop up again, um, you know, until minute 20 or so. And I just, I felt like it was exposition heavy and I, I wanted it to just get rolling faster. And then the other, you know, the other little beefs I had, and I didn't hate it, don't get me wrong, but um, somebody, a broken leg would not prevent you from planning a party. <laughs> That's what one. I was kind of thinking, because it's like, mm -hmm. he could still make calls and sit in on the catering meetings and, you know, whatever. You might even be able to get on some crutches and go into a house for an appointment. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then the other thing that <laughs> was just, you know, I'm sorry, a little laughable to me is at one point they're like, we only have eight days to plan this party. And I'm like, oh gosh, how are you going to do it in eight days? <laughs> and uh, as a writer, I recognize the countdown and I also recognize just going with the flow. But I felt like, you know, I, I felt like that needed maybe a little bit of massaging mm. for me, for me, yeah. just for me. I can see that. Yeah, I was going to bring it. I, I agree about the, the leg thing. I was kind of like, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, the other thing that for me was a flaw is like, there's two Australian actresses in this movie, Pauline Egan, who we've interviewed and she was fantastic and Adelaide Kane. And I felt like Pauline Egan is much better at doing an American accent than Adelaide because I felt like she was always thinking about the accent there was mm -hmm. something sort of mannered about uh, I mean she'd way better than I could do trying to do an Australian accent so props to her but I don't know I, just, I felt like I could just always kind of see her thinking about it and whereas like for Pauline you wouldn't even know like it's so natural like she does such a good job I think 
And uh, I don't know, there was just something about her that I felt like that kept her from really kind of me like buying her character. And, um, but it maybe that hurt the chemistry just a little bit, but there were some nice things about her character. I thought I liked the fact that like her goals and careers were taken seriously by the script. I thought that was pretty good. Um, she wasn't expected just to abandon everything for a guy, which I hate, you know, in these movies. I liked that. Um, there was some nuance to uh, her. I thought it was kind of hilarious that like, <laughs> um, she, asks, she asks him for his help and like he makes the crazy suggestion of having a, a golden black. What? Yeah. What? We only have eight days, sir. My brother broke his leg. Please, no golden black. Yeah, I mean that was hilarious. It's like, how dare he ask for black napkins and and uh, which and then he asked for like um, what was it in the uh, in the flowers? You know, it was very was white roses, right? white roses and um what's it called the little little flowers i can't think of the name but uh that was funny to me <laughs> i was like wow what a pain the person you asked <laughs> to help you is helping you there <laughs> <laughs> um it was fun to see uh, ava grace cooper who is just the cutest little girl in the world uh in a few scenes she was fun um i like the fact that the house was actually like amazing Oh, a lot yeah. of times these houses you're like eh, i don't know if that's really that great this was an amazing house that they had the party the location was great my favorite line in the movie though speaking of the house was when they went to meet with kate and she goes i look a wreck and she was like in the cutest little jacket <laughs> and uh <-huh. laughs> i'm like if you look like a wreck have you met my reindeer yeah, yeah. So, I digress, but that was just sort of funny to me. And the other, the other big dialogue thing for me was at the end, and when uh, you know they're pledging their love to each other, and he's like, "Nothing else matters." And I just had to laugh for a second because he does charity work, and I'm like, "Oh, out the window! Not, none of that charity matters." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, does did you think the party looked fun? Like it looked, or was it just pretty eh, generic party? Oh, just, I, it was nice for a Hallmark party. Like, yeah. that seems kind of harsh, but usually the parties are a little like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's not expensive, but this one looked a little bit more expensive than usual. But I do wonder why the lady was painting a vase gold in the, like, in the party was going to be in, like, an hour. Aren't people going to run into that vase and get gold all over them? I just, yeah. I didn't understand that. I thought but. that that was, at first, I didn't realize that was paint. I thought it was some kind of frosting or something like that, you know, like, but no, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Had to get her into that glitter dress. Yeah. Which but why? I loved the jumpsuit. I was so excited. I was like, that's just really simple. And I love Modern. it. That's the best, like, last look I've seen. And then it got ruined. And then <laughs> that thing she had to wear, sparkly number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think, do you think that there's just not quite as much emotion, I guess, or potential with New Year's Eve compared to Christmas? Because it's like, who cares really about New Year's Eve? Let's you know honest. what? I do, I like that they're doing New Year's films. Uh -huh. I think it's nice. Um, I think, you know, for, for, you know, we love Hallmark. So for it to be reflecting what we're going through, I think is great. 
but I do feel like, like I love the house also, but I felt like there were a lot of long shots of the van driving on the, on the, you know, it <laughs> had a lot of shots of outside the house and, uh, you know, I, I just, which made me feel like maybe there wasn't quite enough plot to fill this. And mm -hmm. it sort of goes back to eight days to plan the party. And I, I think that, that um, you know, maybe we have party planning fatigue. I think uh, so. You know, because of a few of the other movies. Um, so I like New Year's. And again, like, I enjoyed watching this very much. But um, I felt like there were some missing pieces that maybe could have jazzed things up a bit. Because uh, yeah. honestly, that van driving down the snowy road could have been a drinking game. Could have been like, anytime you see it, have some eggnog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just remember uh, Alonzo Dural, they are friend of the podcast, uh, in his uh, review of New Year's Eve, which this film is infinitely better than that, in my opinion. Uh, and it's like, nobody cares about New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is, New Year's Eve is just an excuse It's the holiday that gets no love. Yeah, he's like, New Year's Eve is just an excuse to get drunk after Christmas. <laughs> I love New Year's Eve. I get yeah. together with my friends every year and we play the Game of Things, oh. which is a great game. I've never heard of that. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> but we don't get to this year because my friend's having a C-section. I mean, come on. Why oh my God, there's that? a lot of medical stuff. <laughs> Emma, you have more plot than Midnight Kiss is all I'm saying. <laughs> make this movie about you. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you like the, uh, the, the fact that the Chinese restaurant is able to <laughs> last minute make, uh, make hors d'oeuvres, I guess, for 75 people, two different kinds on New Year's Eve? I think I'm worried about in the order. <laughs> like, if they're not having that much like business that's kind of sad like how how are they still open yeah yeah and like what chinese place doesn't have like deliver i mean most chinese places have delivery of some kind especially for a catering order i think so that was kind of funny and there's all the dramas is the chinese food gonna get there in time and then her parents show up like i don't know how they were able to arrange that uh because they were in palm springs i don't know where this movie was set is in like Washington, I think. Washington. So they had to get on a plane, get all the way over there like, and show up. But they were kind of fun. And yeah, for me, basically, the reason why I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it was because I thought Carlos was super charming. And my only regret with him as his character was that they didn't just have him sing some way, like some make some convoluted oh. reason that uh, there's like all these bands suck. So oh, I happen to be a great singer. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was, you guys are going to think I'm so nitpicky, but that was, that reminds me of one other thing that I didn't like is the lead at the top of the movie like four times was like, oh, I can't get dad to stop singing. And in the meantime, <laughs> standard Christmas song is playing. And I'm like, you know what? That's Bing Crosby, not your dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm happy. I loved it. It was wonderful. <laughs> But yeah, that would have been fun if he, because he sang in Love at Sea. Uh, did you see Love at Sea, Emma? Oh, yeah. I, Which one do you like better? Oh. This one or Love, Love at sea. sea. Yeah, me too. I would say, yeah, definitely. Me too. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, let's see here. They did have a pretty good, I thought, ending kiss. It was pretty long and it was pretty fun with the fireworks and I was I liked that. That was fun. 
And uh, yeah, that's about all I had to say about it. <laughs> um, how, how many crowns would you give it, Emma? I, let's go with 3.25. Okay, good. And Greg, what would you give it as first crowns? I'd give it 3.25 out of 47. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would give it, I'd give it three crowns. Yeah, same with me. That's what I give it as well. And well, then I, so do I. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Emma, no trading back. You gave up that half a crown, sister. <laughs> um, I would show you my rating, but, oh wait, maybe it's a backup. The site where I do my <clears throat> ratings is down, so I can't tell you my rating. It was around like 55, something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into Winterfest. So I'm a huge fan of Winter. Well, we're gonna talk about Winterfest and the mysteries. So it should be really fun. Um, I'm a huge fan of Winterfest. I think they've actually been really solid almost every single movie, except for Winter's Dream last year, which <laughs> is my favorite. I was um, waiting but... for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, but for the most part, I, I just like the fact they're actually filmed in like real snow and like in the ski resorts and stuff. and. I don't know. I just enjoy them. They're, they're a lot of fun. And uh, so we're just going to dive in. So the first one is on the 5th. So it's coming up very soon. Winter Castle. And this stars Amelia Ullerup, Kevin McGarry, Megan and Megan Heffern. And Kevin McGarry is in two movies in Winterfest. How do we feel about that? I Maybe. thought that <laughs> I... I was like, am I mistaken? I thought he was just in this one movie. It like freaked me out. Why is he in two? That's so weird. And playing the same character. <laughs> I mean, obviously, then and they have Chris McNally. I think it's definitely to kind of like promote them as far as their new role on When Calls the Heart. Oh, yeah. Both of them. But I, I could care less about this, honestly. I know some people, like my friend Cherry, who helped us a lot with uh, some of our research, so helped me a lot with some of the research for this. She thinks it's outrageous. <laughs> she's, very, she's like, how can they have the same actor in one, <laughs> only five movies and then the same actor twice? But for me, uh, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I feel like pretty much for the most part, these maybe except Paul Campbell, most of these are pretty interchangeable for me as far as the talent. Um, <laughs> it comes down to the script and uh, you know that kind of stuff for me. But I don't know, Greg, do you think it's a problem? They're getting lazy with their casting? I don't think they're getting lazy. I'm, I imagine that it was not their goal to do this, quite honestly, um, being in the business. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I don't think they're, you know, that may have not been their original intent. But, you know, it, listen, it'll be fun to see, right? Because I agree, sometimes the men are very interchangeable. And so let's see what his acting is like. Like, to me, that's going to be fun to see if there's a different character, you know, yeah. as opposed to just dashing leading man played by <laughs> Greg McBride. Do you want to come back in February <laughs> and we can do a Greg McBride? Uh, what am I saying? Do you want to come back in February <laughs> and we can do a Kevin McGarry uh, ranking? <laughs> a point, counterpoint. You know what we can do? We could stand in front of a clear board, like in Midnight Kiss, when they were looking at that. I was like, are they solving an FBI crime? <laughs> That's right. Like, I, I don't know why. I'm like, where's the yarn? Like, oh, now wait, we've got to get the food to the location? What? That's crazy talk. She's a very determined planner. Like, she's, 
And it was see-through. That board was, I loved it. It was cool looking. I get why the set decorator was like, look at this, it's great. And it was visually, it was stunning. But that thing would be worthless. Like if I wrote my goals on it, I'd be like, find it. P.S. it would be smudgy too. So. Yeah, that's very true. Oh yeah. But so the summary of this is Jenny isn't expecting to find romance at her sister's winter wedding at an ice hotel. But after meeting the best man, Craig, she is falling hard. But there's just one problem. Craig brought a plus one Lena to the venue, which might ruin Jenny's chance at love. <laughs> so, Emma, what do you think about this? About the Ice Hotel, the, the story, what is your thoughts? It looks so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go to an Ice Hotel. Are you kidding me? The slide? I, but am I going to be cold the entire time? I don't know how this works. Because just because the bed of ice kind of freaked me out, but and the couch of ice, I'm with. Yeah, you. I was chilly means... watching the preview. <laughs> but it looks so cute, and I was like, all these people who want to be ice sculptors and all these other Hallmark Christmas movies, they can have a job at like this ice castle. So yeah, that's what they're that's gonna true. do. <laughs> if but... they did a sequel, they could have Rachel Boston and David Alpay. And from... and oh, that's right, with her chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor Cole, you know, she's yes. going to be a lawyer. She oh wanted to sculpt eyes. But I thought I think this looks really cute. It's it's different for Hallmark and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think the big appeal of this is the Ice Hotel. Like this is really cool. And I guess it's somewhere in like Ontario and Quebec or something. Are you guys James Bond fans? Because one of the James Bond movies was at, a segment of it was at an Ice Hotel. And so I'm ex super excited for the Ice Hotel just to see it in a different setting uh -huh. where people are falling in love instead of spy games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm with Emma. I think that I think the Ice Hotel element is, is a lot of fun and serves Winterfest, right? Like, yeah. when, mm -hmm. you don't want to feel like the Winterfest movies are like Christmas minus the tree. Right, um, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So it's, I, I agree with Emma. I think it looks like fun. And I love the little teaser scenes that they showed. Um, that the, the, looks like the leads have a great chemistry. Yeah, and I mean, Emilia Ullip doesn't have a very good track record on ice in these in her Hallmark movies. Oh, yeah. But hopefully that's just an ice skating thing, not a not a ice hotel thing. Um, but the slide looks really fun. I like the fact that Kevin McCary's character has a little daughter. I think that'll be very cute. They do such a good job with casting kids in Hallmark movies. And uh, so... Yeah, so we're going to do our ranking, preview, excitement level ranking in here. So we have Melted Snow Water. We have a Snow Flurry is number two. And then our third is a Snowball for Snowball Fight. A flirty Snowball Fight, hopefully. <laughs> and then our top is full on out Frosty the Snowman with his top hat and everything so it's very exciting so emma what level would you what what preview excitement level would you give it am i allowed to give two frosties out during this preview special or yes. can i only give one frosty no you can give as many as you want if you want to be oh, is, equally excited about all of them i approve oh this is frosty the snowman i'm so excited for this one yeah um what about you greg um with frosty too yeah, I'm going Frosty. Why not? It looks fun. Uh, it'll be a nice little like transition movie from Christmas. 
And at 5 a.m. on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries on January 5th is A Heavenly Christmas. So get one more little dash of Christmas on January 5th before you check in. I really like the writer of that. That's one of my favorite favorite Hallmark writers. (laughs) I'm kidding. I know you wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) You did a very good job. All right. We have one winter proposal. This on the 12th. The stars... Taylor Cole, Jack Turner, Rakia Bernard, and Deshwane Desh- Williams. And they were in the original One Winter Weekend, which is, spoiler alert, to my top non-Christmas Hallmark list, which will be coming out in a couple weeks, is one of my favorites of the whole year. It was really good. Uh, and so I'm very excited for this movie. The plot is Kara and Ben are back in the sequel to One Winter Weekend, visiting the resort to rekindle their love. The two bring along Megan and Sean and hope they can also find a spark because I guess they've drifted apart, which is, makes me sad. During the trip, Kara discovers a receipt from a jewelry store, but it might not be the engagement ring she's hoping for. So here we go. So Greg, did you get to see the original One, one Winter Weekend? I did see it, yes. What do you think? I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. So are you excited for the sequel? I'm very excited for the sequel. Um, It looks like a lot of fun. I love that there's, you know, going to be two couples, which I think can be fun. You know, sometimes in Hallmark movies, it's, you know, laser focus on the one, which is great. But I just think it shakes things up a little bit. And, um, you know, even the actresses doing the uh, winter preview seem to have a really good rapport. And I personally feel like, you know, that's one of the reasons that the first movie was so good. You know, if the actors like each other and are into what they're doing, I think that can translate into their characters and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it too. My only nervousness in this movie is that it is written by the same writer who wrote Home by Spring, which took me to a dark place. I did not like that movie at all. So I I hope that I described Home by Spring as Hallmark's version of Get Out, but not as entertaining as that sounds. Oh, it was not. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I happen to know that in one winter proposal, they don't get together by the end. This is the first time that in a movie they don't. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. They do. They get together like my dear. I would be so angry. I'm already upset oh, that, Ma- that Megan and Sean had lost touch because they were yeah, so Yeah, what amazing. was that about? They were my favorite part of that yeah. movie. The, the first one and I, I loved everything about the first one and yeah I love Megan and Sean so much like explain I, yourself movie you well, got guessing... there's gotta be there's gotta be some drifting apart so there can be plot otherwise it's gonna be lots of shots of the van driving <laughs> <laughs> you're right no, we've had enough of that Emma yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> At but. least it seems like this hit because a lot of the problems with Hallmark sequels is the couple's already together and so they kind of don't know what to do. And so oddly enough, they go sort of dark. And yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to put all these challenges in people's way and like all of a sudden become like hello realism. And it just it doesn't work very often. Um, but I feel like at least maybe because of the fact there's two couples. That I that they won't go in that direction. That'll just still stay stay kind of fun and light. What I want. Yeah, the preview looked really relaxing to me. Yeah, because that's what I love so much about the first one. I was relaxed the entire time. No one was an anxious person, and I'm an anxious person. 
So I don't want to watch anxious people. So I was just relaxed and kicking back the whole time. And this had the same feel as that. Everyone just looks like they're having a blast and it it makes me so happy. And I'm so excited. And the whole time you talked about it, I was dancing. I know you can't (laughs) see me, but I was dancing. So ready for it. Uh, Yeah. And Cardi Wong is in it, who is just like hitting it out of the park with everything he's been doing lately and it's by gary yates who did pearl in paradise and snowed in christmas so he's great so i'm gonna have faith in the writer of home by spring that he can pull himself (laughs) up and he can make a great comeback it'll be exciting very exciting so yeah i mean i I think I'm going to give it a, a, I'm going to give it a snowball fight just because of that little one concern, but I am pretty pumped about it. What do you think, Emma? Oh, I'm a dancing frosty, (laughs) the snowman. Nice. She's got her top hat on and everything. (laughs) You're like, Frosty's proposing to me, right? Yeah. Singing, Uh, (laughs) doing everything. Greg, what about you? I'm snowball fight, but with a close second to Frosty. Yeah. So snowball fight, but I got that carrot ready to put in Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> Same with me. All right. Next, we have a winter princess. This is on the 18th. Uh, this stars Natalie Hall and Chris McNally. And uh, it's about Carly, an undercover princess, needs to plan a skier's 50th anniversary uh. party with the owner's <laughs> handsome brother. Ben and I have to say, like the the little clip from the the previous show, like gave me more hope in this. But why, why did they explain on there why she's an undercover? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> because uh, actually, a friend of mine produced this movie. Okay, good. Okay, go ahead. And originally, it was a Christmas movie, but they took oh. Christmas out. Um, and I think, and I could be wrong, don't quote me, let's keep this just between us three uh, and our (laughs) wonderful audience, um, that she needed a change and needed to find out what it's, a big surprise, right? Because we never see this with royalty, but needed to know what it's like to not be treated like a princess. We we all can relate, right? What's it like to not be a model? I always (laughs) say. And then I realize I'm not a model and I know why. So... (laughs) So she's sick and tired of that crown. Yeah. Well, they were talking in the thing of how heavy that crown is. So. <laughs> True. I mean, it's a lot of work to be a princess. Heavy the heart that wears the and crown. How's <laughs> it wearing a, a frosty hat? Is that a lot of work? So this is directed by Ellen Harmon, who has done a bunch. And he recently did Mingle All the Way and Road to Christmas, which were pretty fun, I think. Mm-hmm. And it includes Casey Manderson. In <gasps> what? Ke- yep. Casey Manderson is in this one? Yep. And How did Laura, I miss that? <laughs> and oh then Laura Gilcrest, who was in It's Christmas Eve, Mackenzie Gray, mm-hmm. who's been in some, and Brendan Zub, who we got to interview uh, on Monday. We posted our interview of him, and he is a delight. Uh, so <laughs> there's that. And uh, so, and Chris McNally is. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, he's, he's a practical Greg McBride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that again, and you guys aren't going to laugh. Okay. All right. Never mind. He is a beautiful human being. I'm sure on the inside and out. I know for sure on that. 
You know what? I know for a fact that the locations are going to be great. And for anyone that saw the preview show, you could sort of see that. But they, you know, they were shooting uh, before and a little bit during Thanksgiving at this beautiful, beautiful resort in Canada. So, you know, in terms of the authentic winter and all that fun stuff, I think, you know, along with the, the story and the romance, that the locations are going to be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I actually do really like Natalie Hall. She was in uh, The Seven Year Hitch which is a really good Hallmark movie from way back. Uh, we actually talked about it on a podcast with Lisa from Best Forever's Pod. Um, and she's quite good in that. And she looks like a crazy person in this movie. <laughs> like, she looked nuts. But in a, I hope it'll be in a really fun way. So, yeah, I'm going to give this a snowball fight because I've, I've just seen so many royal movies that's my only kind of hesitation, but it looks fun. I, I'm, I'm more excited than I should be because I've seen so many royal movies. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks fun. I, but yeah, I give it a snowball. What about you, Emma? Well, you know how much I love the royal movies, <laughs> which is not at all. But um, that makes more sense. Um, I'm glad that Greg explained why she was undercover. I was confused. I thought she was just a princess that lived at the ski resort, and it was very confusing to me. She's but a spy. You said, princess spy. You said the two magic words, which are Casey Manderson. So I'm bumping it up from Melted Snow Water to Snow Flurry. Mm, okay, good. Oh. Uh, so what about you, Greg? What would you give it? I'm going to give it a snowball like you when I hear royalty, I'm just like, uh, but, uh, well, not like you, I'm worse than you, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I, but listen, again, they can take that, that plot device and make it really fun. And the clips mm -hmm. that I saw from this look really fun. Yeah. So, so for me, it's a snowball. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they, it did look really fun. So we will see if they can pull it off. And they're doing a royal movie in Winterfest and in Valentine's. So they're not going away anytime soon. So uh, <laughs> <Rats>. <laughs> next we have Winter Love Story. This stars Jen Lilly and Kevin McGarry. This is our <laughs> second dose. This is on the 19th uh, of January. And it is about Cassie's having problems selling her first novel. So she teams up with fellow author Elliot to help her out. Although she expected to sell more copies, uh, what she didn't expect was to fall in love. <laughs> no one expects to fall in love. Yeah. Not in these movies. <laughs> I'm still I'm, shocked there was a midnight kiss and midnight kiss. So don't look at me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I am really feeling Jen Lilly's long, darker hair in this in movie. That was my main thing. very luxurious. I was like, like, wow. Yes, I'm a big fan. I, I like it better. I like her darker hair better than the lighter hair. <laughs> that was my great insight from the preview. <laughs> uh, I love Jen Lilly. I, I didn't like her, her, her summer movie. But other than that, for the most part, I think she's just one of the best people I've ever known and an amazing human and I like her in most of her movies she's just delightful so on that alone I I'm you know I'm like yay all right and they have a dog named Bungie which is the cutest thing they have a dog named Bungie um and she described as warmth and snow and kismet between two characters who didn't think they'd get along and a cute dog I mean come on you think about this 
Uh, well, I also have a little intel on this also. Ooh. It's, it's Ooh. very much a, I'm told, the original script was very much a classic kind of, you know, love story rom-com. And so I think that, uh, and then, then they then decided to make it a Winterfest movie. And I think that because it has such a strong base in the script that that's going to translate on screen. Um, like you, you know, the whole dog thing, the whole kind of, to me, the author thing is fun. We've seen it in romantic comedies before, but not quite as much as royalty. Um, <laughs> so I think that this, this uh, is going to have good bones and that that's going to, you know, in terms of structure. And I think that that's going to translate to the screen. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. And they also have a hot cocoa cook-off, which sounds really good. Say that three times fast. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I, this director's new to Hallmark. He did a couple good witch episodes. That's all he's done. So it'd be interesting to see. I do think the original title was Love on the Books. I think that is way better than Winter Love Story. Could you get more generic than Winter Love Story? <laughs> like, Love on the Books sounds like accountants right yeah, i guess I can or do i know nothing about accountants <laughs> but like winter love story seems like a like a fake title when you're trying to throw off people looking like it'd be like uh, oh. <laughs> you know when they're trying to like hide that they're filming it's almost like a simpsons we'll just say winter let's love go to the movies story. and see winter love story yeah <laughs> it's set on a boat during the summer <laughs> i mean i mean yeah i don't know what you could do for a title but that was just not my favorite so but i am looking forward to it uh, what grade would you what prediction level would you give it emma i i'd say snowball yeah i think it could go either way i it could either be super boring or it could be really charming <laughs> like i just yeah. didn't get much from the preview but yeah i like generally a lot so yeah i'm also gonna give it a uh, a snowball fight but like an excited really competitive snowball fight because i really <laughs> <laughs> a, a snowball that could do some damage. That's nice, yeah. Rachel. Happy yeah. New Year, everyone. A snowball with rocks in it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like little feral and elf. Like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Greg, what about you? What are you giving Snowball, it? Snowball as well. Okay, good. All right. This is our last, uh, last Winterfest movie. So uh, we have Snow Coming, and this stars Lindy Booth and Trevor Donovan. This is on the 26th of January and it is high school sweethearts Samantha and Jake reunite at their old stomping grounds at a holiday event called the snowball. They discover they're both still very much in love but Jake might spoil their romance once again when he's forced to leave town for his job. Those darn jobs. <laughs> jobs are the worst. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful about this. It was It's directed by Peter DeLuise who is probably the best director in Hallmark. I, I, it's hard to think of. He's just, he does such a great job. He did Darren Darrow. He did Birthday Wish. He did Harvest Moon. Uh, all the first, all of my heart. He's great. And, uh, and so he, it has the writer uh, that worked with uh, Joie on a song for Christmas. Um, and uh, it also has Pauline Egan again come, uh, in this. Uh, and this has like a football element to it uh, with, because uh, uh, Joe Theismann and Ed Mar Marinaro um, are both in the movie. So there's sort of like, like a homecoming football, homecoming, I guess, element to it. And uh, I like Lindy Booth and Trevor Donovan. They're really fun. 
so as much as I'm sick of high school sweethearts finding each other again, um, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I just wrote down, nope. And I don't know. I just got really blah vibes <laughs> from the preview. I'm a huge sports fan, but I've never gotten football. And I know it's not going to be all about football, but nothing else about it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a real downer about this one. Yeah, a real downer. I can understand that. Greg, what do you think? I would give it a snow flurry. Um, I'm, what I saw in the clips didn't thrill me, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like maybe if, if anyone else watched the preview show, there was that moment where they kind of held hands again. Yeah, that and was it's weird. Cute. It's weird to show a scene like that out of context, right? It almost can be kind of silly, but I think that that could also be really something sweet and wonderful in the context of the story. So even though I'm a snow flurry, I'm hoping it gets right up to snowball right away as I start watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same as you. Uh, the talent behind it makes me want to elevate it to a snowball. Yeah, type, the director but... too. Sorry, Rachel, but you're absolutely right about the director. He is fantastic. And he's going to, even if it's uh, not the best script ever, mm-hmm. um, he's going to elevate it and, yeah. and actors elevate things and directors certainly do too. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I'm going to go snow flurry, but it's a hopeful, it's a snow flurry on Christmas day. So you're like, yay, it's snowing. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, all right, real quick, let's dive into the mysteries. Uh, our first mystery is next Emma Fielding mystery, more bitter than death. Uh, this is on the 13th. Um, and it's while hosting the annual gathering of the Association for the Study of American Archaeology at Kenzer College. Emma Fielding is thrust into the midst of a murder mystery when the president of her organization is poisoned on the eve of announcing her successor. With many of the leading archaeologists present having expressed their entitlement to the presidency prior to the murder, Emma and FBI pal Jim Connor have plenty of likely suspects from which to choose. And this stars Courtney Thorne-Smith, James Tupper, Mark Valley, directed by Kevin Fair, who did a bunch of the Science Sale Delivered movies. So that's somewhat hopeful. Um, I uh, wasn't a big fan of the last one. Emma Fielding I thought it was super boring and it got a little fun with Kimberly Sustad towards the end but a lot of it didn't do it for me um so I don't know what do you think Emma I don't watch the mysteries because they just scare me even though they shouldn't because it's on Hallmark but I still get nightmares but Uh I don't know of all the other mysteries I thought this one seemed kind of like the one I was least excited about. Okay. You know, it's like a lot of politics, but I wanted that job. I don't know. It just kind of seems boring mm-hmm. to me. This is the third one in the Emma Fielding series. And uh, yeah, what do you think, Greg? Does it sound like a fun mystery to you? You know what? I'm a big fan of Courtney Thorne Smith. Um, so I probably am a little bit more excited than you guys are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch all of the mysteries, but I'm a little excited about this one. Yeah. I mean, it, it does have also Jeff Augusta, Gustafsson, I guess. He's from Science Ale Delivered, mm-hmm. is in it. He's probably the villain. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> Those guest stars are always very suspect. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I'm, it sounds solid. It sounds fun enough. 
as far as a mystery. Um, so uh, just based on this, I'm going to give it a flurry. What do you think, I'll, Greg? I'll second your flurry. Okay, good. And Emma? Yeah, I'll do that too. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Now we're talking about the two new ones. <clears throat> First new one is Ruby Herring Mysteries, Silent Witness. Uh, this stars Taylor Cole, Stephen Huzar, and Sean Christian. While attending her sister's wedding at a resort in the mountains outside Seattle, TV consumer reporter Ruby Herring becomes involved in a murder mystery when an old family friend drowns under suspicious circumstances. Encouraged by her dad, legendary investigative crime reporter John Herring, Ruby conducts her own unorthodox investigation to the consternation of Jake Killian, the handsome, by the book Seattle PD, <laughs> homicide detective assigned to the case. Um, so I am really looking forward to this, uh, because I've just been on a huge Taylor Cole kick the last year. She's got two movies in January, which is amazing. Um, and I think this actually makes like some degree of sense as opposed to like being a librarian and solving crime. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, <laughs> she's a, she's a reporter. So it's like, or like in the morning show mysteries where she's like, a, she's a chef on television. Why is she solving crimes? I have no idea. Um. <laughs> But in this case, uh, it makes a little more sense, uh, especially with her dad being an investigative reporter, kind of egging her on, encouraging her. Um, and so I'm actually pretty, I think that her and Stephen Huzar will have pretty good chemistry. Uh, she does have a terrible wig. <laughs> I can forget that. Um, so, uh, so I'm actually going to give this uh, Frosty Snowman. I think it looks really like a lot of potential. Uh, so... Uh, it might have Sarah Drew in it, who I loved in Christmas Pen Pals. Uh, we're not sure, uh, but uh, but anyway, she's the best. So if that's true, uh, what do you think, Greg, about this one? Well, first of all, let me adjust my bad wig. I didn't know you were judging <laughs> that today. <laughs> Obviously, we know now why Emma is not on camera because <laughs> we both are wearing bad wigs today. We call each other. We're like, let's wear bad wigs, okay? Um, <laughs> I agree with you, Rachel, uh, because you're not only beautiful, but you are smart. Um, I love Taylor Cole. I think she's great. I think, again, it's going to be fun to see uh, her in two movies, you know, sort of back to back in the same month. This, as a writer, I feel like it sounds pretty organic, the plot. You know, it's not mm -hmm. totally convoluted. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I would give it a snowball. Yeah. Uh, that I thought makes sense. Okay, last one, mystery one hundred and one. Emma think? Oh, is she? Yeah. What is? What do I think? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Remember Emma? Hello. Um, <laughs> Emma, what do you think? Even though I don't want to watch the mysteries, I'm pretty excited about this one. Like Taylor Cole is a full on hall star now. Yeah. She has a mystery series and she hosted a preview show. Like oh, that's yeah. insane. And I, I've. Like Rachel, I've really grown to love her within the last year. And I don't know, I just, I, I might actually watch this one, even though they yeah, scare me. because I think, like, it, I mean, it's like a drowning, so I don't think it'll be, like, super, like, scary, is my guess. So maybe it won't be too bad. Maybe I can watch it first, and then I'll... This just in, drownings are scary. <laughs> Jaws Santa has totally changed. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're like, if there's not a shark it's, in it, it's not scary. It is scary. It's like somebody getting like Stockton's shot <laughs> in comparison. Well, we're going to find out. We'll have to check back in and we'll find out if Emma watched number one and is Emma in therapy number two. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's how I we're going to be. And then, <laughs> and then Taylor can host a special for her. It'd be like a telephone yeah. thing. We'll do, you know, Christy will come in and do the mac and cheese full circle. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last one is mystery 101. The stars, Jill Wagner, Christopher, Christopher Paloa, who have appeared together in multiple shows and in a Hallmark movie. And it's, Amy is an expert in whodunits and sizing people up. So when she meets Detective Travis investigating a plant theft, Amy deduces he's new in town <laughs> and divorced <laughs> by his accent. <laughs> Got that divorced you know. accent. <laughs> um, and missing wedding band. That's probably more of a tell. <laughs> It's a divorce accent. It's just a weirdly written sentence. You know what? So I can tell funny. by his accent that he's in town and not married. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, you have a tell. <laughs> you get divorced. <laughs> uh, though Travis can't discuss his investigation, he and Amy banter playfully while she <laughs> while she waits for her, for her student, Lacey, who doesn't show up. Fearing Lacey is in trouble when her boyfriend turns up dead. Another tell. If her boyfriend <laughs> is dead, the girlfriend might be in trouble. Quick, yeah. quick tip. Quick tip. <laughs> and connecting a colleague's suicide with the, and it's in quotations, suicide with <laughs> plant theft. Amy travels <laughs> both oh, mystery sorry. and risks her life. Now Travis must sleuth fast. Do you know you can sleuth fast? I did it once and I said excuse me It wasn't my fault. Or his blooming romance with Amy could die on the vine. Oh my gosh. I did a terrible right, I'll tell you what a mystery is who wrote this synopsis. <laughs> I wish I could hear his or her accent you know if they were from the town or not. Yeah. Oh. And when we say plant theft, is this a forest or a manufacturing plant? These are questions I have. Did they steal a ficus tree? Maybe it's like an Ant-Man where the, like, the whole plant got strung Or, back. here's the fun part, suicide. Air quote. <laughs> Wait, I'll do it. I'll, I'm going to do it without my wedding ring. Ready? With an accent. Suicide. <laughs> you might be able to tell I'm from out of town and not an actor. All right. Put the oh, midnight kiss. Midnight kiss. All right, come on. <laughs> but I, I am actually pretty excited about this. The director did the perfect Christmas present, which is not my favorite, and he did every other holiday, which I also didn't like. So, mm, <laughs> but. But just on the fact that it has Jill Wagner and Christopher Blow together and they like it looks super fun in the trailers, not necessarily the summary. Um, and also it has Preston Vanderslyth and I'm guessing he'll be the villain because he is hilarious as a villain. So that could be really fun. And yeah, it, it sounds bonkers, but <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> uh, Craig, what would you give it? I would give it a snowball, mainly for my reason for that is Jill Wagner. I think she's great. I think that she throws herself into it. And 
you know, maybe the reason that the out the the little blurb is a little convoluted is because they're trying not to give away the mystery. Um, and so, uh, again, I'm going to give it a snowball of hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will also give it a hopeful snowball because he, when he was talking about it, he made it sound so fun. So let's just hope that it's just that there isn't too much time spent on the divorced accents. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and, and Emma, what do you think? <laughs> Thanks for remembering me, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome, Emma. <laughs> well, I love Jill Wagner and Christopher Palaha in Pearl in Paradise. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love their chemistry. So I'm really excited that they're going to be together in this. And it seems a little how to get away with murdery. If you guys watch that, mm, I haven't seen it, but I know the premise. So yeah, but I hope it's not like that. <laughs> because will you, that's real. Scary. Will you watch this one, Emma? Oh yes, because Ooh. I love both of them so much. So you and, might watch two out of three of the mysteries. Yeah. Pretty exciting. We just got a, um, a security system for the house. So yeah, maybe I will start watching these. <laughs> <laughs> well, just avoid any amateur sleuths. As soon as someone tells you they're an amateur sleuth, walk away from that person. <laughs> Do not encourage the That's right. And also the other takeaway is that if someone's boyfriend commits suicide, they're in danger. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know. So you should be safe. Let's go. Quick tip. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say it looks like a pretty strong January. Way to go. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be, uh, I know some people are just exhausted from Christmas and I can understand that, but I'm ready to go. It's my birthday month. So it looks like they got a pretty good slate for my birthday. So I'm looking forward to that. And that, when's your birthday, Rachel? The 23rd. Aw. Yay. And you're turning 23. That's fun. Yeah. So uh, thank you (laughs) so much, you guys, for coming on the podcast and previewing these things and talking about Midnight Kiss. It was really fun. I just really had a great time. (laughs) And uh, so, Emma, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at the Hallmark. And you can find my recaps and reviews of Hallmark movies on thehallmark.com. Great. I'll have that link in the description section. You can check it out. And Greg, where can people find you? Wait, I just have to point out the irony of Emma, where can we find you? And we cut to a black screen. (laughs) (laughs) And it is because of Emma's wig, everyone. (laughs) It's just so bad. I'm sorry. Maybe if she really likes the murder mystery shows, then she'll be more confident. You know what? Whatever gives more screen time for me, I'm all. I'm only doing shows with Emma from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I will let Amber know. <laughs> uh, speaking of Amber, sending a big shout out to her. Yes. Her, and we yeah. love her. And uh, as, commitment, so. as for me, um, again, you can check it for anyone who hasn't seen it or might want to watch it again. A Heavenly Christmas is on the 5th on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Um, if you need another little dose of Christmas and otherwise, uh, you know, I'm working on some fun stuff, including a dance movie that I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. And when I'm ready to shout out about that, I will uh, let Rachel know and see if yes. she'll shout out for me. You know, I will. I will. Uh, all right. Well, that sounds awesome. And yeah, you can follow me on Rachel's Reviews on all over 
social media and check that out. I do weekly family movie nights every Monday. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you're following the podcast all over social media. And if you can put in your reviews and rankings on iTunes, really appreciate it. And if you can give us a thumbs up, if you're watching on YouTube, that is also very helpful. So yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff planned coming up on the podcast. We're going to be doing our top 10 Christmas of Countdown to Christmas uh, with uh, the Hallmark hubby. And that's going to be really fun. No way. Yes. That's very so excited. Fun. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have our non- Christmas podcast that will be coming in a couple weeks with Ruth Hill, where we're going to be in our top 10 non-Christmas. Uh, so a lot of fun stuff coming up and uh, we'll look forward to it and let us know what you are excited for as far as Winterfest. Uh, what rating <laughs> in our snow rating would you give uh, each of these films and the mysteries? What are you thinking about them? And what did you think of Midnight Kiss? Let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And so thanks so much and uh, have a very, very happy new year. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.